it's time for the January 7, 2011 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a freeform mash of current events broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the campus of the Foggy University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And here we are again in our beautiful backyard here. It is a lovely day. Uh, yeah, it's a little it cloudy, is. but it's still a nice yeah, morning. Yeah, there's some fog on the horizon, yeah, but, but it's, it's pulling back. Beautiful. It's burning off. And just, I love the clouds. And I just love the Mahler. fact that, that, Mar- uh, yeah, that Mahler? Uh, Mahler, I'm sorry, is uh, he's actually barked the clouds away. Him being out here, he's angry at the clouds. Well, sometimes. he does get yeah. angry. He seems to he seems to be quick I've to seen anger. Him b- uh, bite fog. Wow. Yeah. 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 I've seen him well, bite I, fog. I love the taste to... of fog. I don't know if you've ever. No, oh, we yeah, don't need. As a matter of fact, I have tasted fog yeah. before. It's it's so thick you can taste it. Anyways, a couple of things happened this week. I don't know one of which was the Republicans have seized control of Congress. Huh? They seized it. Well, oh, I think they, the, I think I that's mean, a word they, they would use. I mean, I, I'm just I'm playing along with their. There was little, an election. It was and, an election, and the election. I mean, seize kind of infers that perhaps someone wasn't expecting the seizure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, everybody knew it was happening. Now they have control of it. Yeah, and and really, the inmates are now in charge of the asylum. And uh, oh, as example, well, I, okay, we'll I'll try to back that up. Okay. Uh, their first order of business, the first yeah. thing they wanted to do uh-huh. was to pass in the House of Representatives yeah. a bill that would essentially repeal the so-called health care reform bill that was passed. These, these so-called. Well, it was a health care reform the, bill. Okay. The, we, the, people could actually have— uh, Well, they call it Obamacare, which is this, well, yeah, this sort but, of— Yeah, but I mean, what it, what it did is it allowed people with a pre-existing condition. That was the big point to get insurance. Right. That you, was— You could not be denied That's what we healthcare. fought for. If, right. If, if you walked in and had, you know, some sort of—even, you know, you don't think of it as cancer all the time, any sort of pre-existing yeah, exactly. pre-existing condition, you could get insurance. Hemorrhoids. Yeah. They're yeah, they you down yeah. for that. Well, how about how about the healthcare providers? And that's a that's the wrong way to say it. How about insurance companies were denying people care because they were born with like birth defects, yeah. or that they uh, or they had like emphysema or something that c- came about through a, a disease that they got as yeah. a child, who are being denied care because of that? How about that we gave the uh, pharmaceutical companies an eighty billion dollar giveaway so that we could get this watered-down legislation through, and the first thing these guys want to do is essentially repeal the ability mm-hmm. to walk in and get health care. Because it's unconstitutional, because, is what they claim. Yeah. Well, and, and by the way, I heard one of these Republicans, I think it was uh, John Kasich, the, the new uh, um, governor of Ohio, say uh-huh. that, uh, well, how about if I had, how about, let's try to take this whole health care pre-existing condition uh, over to, let's say I have a car. Yeah, and I wreck the car, uh-huh. and I call the insurance company the next day and say, um, "I want help. I want to buy insurance for my car. Should yeah. we be allowed to do that? That's the same thing as this health care bill would well, allow." If I were to jump off a cliff and break all my ridiculous. bones and it, then call up for for health care, that's the analogy. Uh, it it's I, yeah, it, it's it just a little bit. It, yeah. it's, it it just goes to the depth of which these people are willing to protect. These business interests, because yeah. it's all about money. Yeah. That's really all it's about. It has nothing to do with taking care of people in any sort of uh, humanitarian way. It's huh. to protect the investments 
that these people, and they want to make more money. That's essentially what it comes down to. By the way, repealing this law would leave another 32 million Americans without health care, and there's already still 45 million who don't have health care despite this bill. So we're looking at 60 or 70 million people without health care insurance if this were to pass. The whole concept of health care is mixed up. And we've talked about this before. Do you have a lot more news? No, no, no. Just go ahead. The other thing you have to factor into this is 50 years ago, there wasn't as much care for your health. Mm -hmm. So health care costs have risen an incredible amount over the last half century. Um, And I know people that take advantage of that situation when they do have any sort of insurance. Right. They'll get a cold. They'll go to the, you know, the, they'll go to the clinic. Yeah. The, you know, they'll go to, to, and their insurance will pay for whatever it is. They'll have the flu. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll have a 102 degree fever and they'll be vomiting and they'll go to and spend insurance money to fix that. Right. I, I don't, I think that, that those type of, and I'll call them abuses of the system have risen, have made the cost rise so much that it's given the insurance companies the opportunity to gouge us even more, if if that may, you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There's so much cost yeah, out there. Yeah. When my mom was dying of cancer, that the bill was uh, close to two million dollars. Oh my god! Now, who is paying for that? Oh my god! Yeah, okay. you know, I mean, it, my my dad worked for General Motors. He had a pension. That's what paid for it. But I don't think he made two million dollars in in his work. No. So, well, these kind of costs are are in there. I, I wish that they could have a. A, a good debate about this well, in I, Congress, but I, they don't. To call health care unconstitutional is a load of crap. But you've you, you you got to consider yeah. what people have access to. Yeah. I mean, it's be, it'd be like calling, you know, a freeway unconstitutional. It's it's Because it's, <laughs> it's not, not in the Constitution. Yeah, it's not in the Constitution. But, but our society now, at least the way we've built it, requires a freeway. Yeah. So, so we have taxes to pay for a freeway. I, it would seem that you'd have taxes to pay for health care. How much health care and where that health care kicks in and where we say, you know, it's time to give up the ghost. Uh, you know, this person is dying of cancer. Yeah. They've got two months to live. Um, we can't really treat this anymore. Well, t- two points yeah. to make. One is that I don't know why I know this, but the reason the, the constitutional rationale for the interstate highway system. Yeah is so the military can move equipment. Well, no, I, I'm just saying that's... Yeah. No, I'm just... Well, you, no, could say, you could make the same argument for no, health care. No, that is what it is. That yeah, is could, That was a constitution. Yeah, you could make the same argument for health care. And the, we want and, to keep our population healthy so they can be able to defend themselves. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah. And you're right. You're absolutely right. It is a national security issue to have a crappy health care system. Yeah. It is. Okay, and the second point I want to make is yes to what you said. $2 million is incredible, a phenomenal amount of money. Um, uh, uh, and But it does say something about going into a hospital and a day later walking out and owing $15,000. Oh, yeah. There's something that is built into the system to essentially guarantee that we're being gouged. Yeah. The money that they're charging. I went in to get an MRI of my foot. I have a, a, a something wrong with my, my foot. It was two, $2,200 for a 20-minute uh-huh. MRI. They put you in the machine and they spin yeah. it around. And $2,200 yeah. for that. Wow. Now, I mean, I know that on a scale of what people get charged for, that's probably a blip. Yeah. For what, and especially well, if it's, it's related to cancer or yeah. chemotherapy and all that. They charge far, far too much money well, for their service. Well, how do you service. know, though? 
How do you know uh, it does, I know it doesn't cost See, fifty. I don't. I know it doesn't cost twenty dollars for an aspirin, cost? which is what they charge. I mean, so whatever that's it is. That's true. But in the case of that machine, how much does that machine cost? How much does it cost to keep that machine it's in every, working? Every everyone along the way is building in extraordinary profit margins into this healthcare system. All I believe that, it. but I, but to just say those things without knowing. Those oh, I, things, okay. I'll, it, that it you might have gotten a deal for twenty two hundred dollars. All I'm saying is 50 years ago, these, these technologies did not exist. 50 years ago, it would probably have been worth $2,200. That doesn't mean it's right to charge $2,200 now. But I, I'd like to know what it is actually worth. On and, and I get and, your point. And, yeah, when, yeah. and when it's time to not get these kind of uh, treatments. And, and I'm, I'm fine with that. The one thing I want to see done in this whole thing, and I, keep, and I think it will eventually get to this point because it will bankrupt us if we don't, yeah. and that is why are we so enamored with health care uh, insurance companies? Why are we so enamored with insurance companies? Why do we have? Why have we built into the system someone whose sole responsibility is to see, figure out ways to make money off of your illness? I don't mind if a hospital needs to charge me twenty two hundred dollars for an MRI if that's what it costs them, but it doesn't. It it doesn't cost the hospital that much. It, that's what the insurance companies charge you for it. Yeah. So true, but I, all I'm saying okay. is I want to know how much it costs. Yeah. It doesn't cost them that much, but there's at the time, but the machine costs a yeah, certain I amount. understand. There's all the costs over time that I, there must be factored into it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Well, anywho. Yeah. Well, and then the Republicans the, turn it into a simpletons debate. Exactly. I know. And that and that's the problem I have. I, whether I agree or disagree with the Republicans, this this turning everything into their moral equivalency of right and wrong is just ridiculous, and I mean, they're okay. Well, let's let's talk about some of the you other. Know, I I, fun I think yeah. uh, it would be appropriate for Congress to not have insurance. No member of Congress would be given any of the perks that they get for insurance, and then debate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, the, I think the this is just running down a list. I don't know what order they they voted on this stuff uh, yesterday. They voted to uh, the GOP voted to kill the Committee on Energy Independence and Global Warming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they introduced three bills aimed at blocking the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency from regulating carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases under the Clean Air Act. So they're killing the committee that's studying this issue, and they're trying to kill the uh, Environmental Protection Agency. That's number two. Hey. Uh, they're, they're on a roll. They also introduced a bill that would essentially rewrite the 14th Amendment. That is the uh, amendment that allows people uh, born in this country to be granted citizenship. Mm-hmm. They're proposing an amendment that would end the automatic citizenship for anyone born in this country. They're also talking about $100 billion in cuts, although House Speaker John Boner or Boehner uh, cannot name any single program that he wants to see cut. And they have a half a well, year. He doesn't want to name it right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He yeah. Doesn't... And and then all those things, there's an argument to be made in favor of them. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there is an argument to be made in favor of of, of a child just born in this country automatically getting citizenship. Mm-hmm. There is. Okay. I mean. Okay. Isn't there? I, I think I, there. I think there is. I mean, yeah. the left always assumes that these things are somehow sacrosanct, and they can't yeah, touch yeah, them. sacrosanct, and uh, you know, oh, you're against that. Oh, you must be racist or something. Right. You know, ridiculous like right. that. Well, no. I there are situations yeah. where people come. Uh, you know, believe it or not, there are people who plan on this happening. Right. 
right. Who, right. who are not citizens, who come here, who have children, and, and then okay. they, they and, want them to be citizens of this country. Well, fine. Shouldn't there be just some little caveat to this? Yeah, yeah. some little test. I don't know what the heck it would be, but some kind of something that sets them apart from people who have been born here, who have been, and I know this sounds crass, but who have been paying taxes, right. who have maybe, you know, put their family through the military service. There's, that's what the country's about. Right. It, it is about taxes. It is about right. what we it pay is, into it, being it able and to what support we get ourselves. back. Right, right. Otherwise, you know, let's not have the country. I'm, I'm f- fine with that. But if we're going to have the country, right. then shouldn't we have a law for that? And, and also about cutting uh, the environmental uh, agency. Uh, that's looking into the problem. I I just like to see what kind of data they produced. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I'd like to, if 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 all they're doing is you know hiring uh, fifty scientists to write papers that at the end say and this study needs more funding. I don't want it. Right. Well, I, I would okay to the point on the Fourteenth uh, Amendment. Yes, I agree with you. I do agree that there should maybe there needs to be. I don't know what it is. Just like okay. you said. However. This t- reminds me, in many ways, of the, um, the the same kind of issue as voter fraud. Is this really an issue that we need to go to the states and get the two, you know, the three quarter or two thirds majority of the state? Is it a it is a pro it, it is a problem, yeah. admittedly, but is it a problem significant to the weight that it's being given? No, it, and like voter fraud, there is no significant voter fraud. No, it's yet just the getting... Republicans will use it as a way of saying your country is being taken from you, and this has the same feel to yeah. me. And I, yeah, it is, I, and, I, and Democrats use the same sort of tactics though too. Yeah. They're strengthening their base here with this kind of right. uh, legislation right. or or, or uh, denial of legislation. Right. And while I am, you know, agitated about what the Republicans are doing in the House of Representatives, you? the the cold, hard political facts of it are it's not going to ever get through the Senate. All, virtually none of this will, will matter when it hits the U.S. Senate. Why do you say that? Well, because the Democrats are in a majority. They would need to get enough votes to override a presidential veto. Yeah. And I don't see the president signing a bill to repeal the health care reform law. Well, it's going to make a lot of of uh, publicity. Yeah. It'll give Fox News something to talk about oh. until the next election. So oh my. Oh my. You, you can bet that this isn't anything that's going to be repealed right away. Yeah. And by the way, uh, the uh, the Pentagon. Speaking of budget, I mean, wouldn't you say ideally that this will be an issue in the next presidential campaign? The f- health care. Yeah, yeah. That, that it will not have been repealed yet. Right. You're right. And and and, and, and some Republic- of the benefits will start to kick in as well. Well, but but the Republicans will will, will point out all the bad parts right. and, and and how they've been fighting hard. If they could only have the U.S. Senate and the presidency, yeah. they could they could do something to stop this socialist agenda. I, it, yeah, of course. This is grandstanding um, to a very, very small base within the Republican Party, within okay. the American electorate, anyway. Um, the budget, the Pentagon says they want to cut the budget. They need to cut the budget. They're trying to trim, they say, $78 billion out of their budget. This is the Pentagon. The Pentagon is Pentagon saying... Pentagon wants doesn't want as much money as it's getting. No, they, We have enough. They are saying, we have I've enough. never in my lifetime, well, I think they've done yeah. this once before, yeah. but rarely in my lifetime has the Pentagon said enough, yeah. okay? And they, they want to cut $78 billion, I think, out of the next three years worth. They're talking about not uh, acquiring this plane or putting it off for a while, this F-35, which by all accounts 
is a plane that's designed to fight an enemy that no longer exists, which is the Soviet Union. It's a plane that is useless, pointless now, huh. let alone five years from now when it's finally built and, and, and complete. So, well, I don't know. And, and the China's re- on the horizon. <laughs> well, there you go. That's what, they, that's what the opposition is saying to this, uh, that, that the, the Chinese. The, the, that's exactly right. The Republicans who heard this are saying, how dare the Pentagon say they don't want more money? Uh-huh. So, well, Who do these guys think they are? Yeah. <laughs> What do these guys think? That, and what? and by the way, they blame the president yeah. on this. What? They said the president, who's trying to gut the country and turn it into a socialist. How would the Pentagon paradise. know about our defense? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. because I have I have a business. I have two or three yeah. uh, businesses in my district who say that's just not right. And I was a <laughs> pest exterminator, so I should know all about this. Yes, yes, yes. You know all about it. So there's that. What else did they do yesterday? That's that just kind of started. By the way, did you did you see? Uh, did you see uh, the uh, gavel? Oh, the the boner crying <laughs> on the gavel. The boner. Well, Pelosi handing him the gavel, which he I personally picked out, and then yeah. he started crying. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to make fun of a man for crying. It's an emotional moment. I understand. You know, I, it, I understand. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't want to sound heartless because I've been I, known to shed I a think tear I or two. Mentioned but, this next week, uh, yeah. last week. I, I might mention it next week too. <laughs> okay. But, but uh, there was an interesting uh, article and just a study on when people do cry. I think I did mention it last yeah, week. Yeah, you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and it just it's, well, remind it's me because I – yeah. It's, it's when, when there's a conflict, they, they sense it emotionally, conflict in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Conflict in, in, in uh, you know, maybe their moral code and, and what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or things aren't going the way they had planned, mm-hmm. and and now things are very confusing to them. Mm-hmm. That will bring on a lot of tears. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean the, uh, hum, humbleness. Yeah, is is not is not really that connected to tears. Okay, it's, humility it's usually yeah. Yeah, humility. Yeah, yeah. humility is yeah. not necessarily connected okay. to tears. Right. A lot of times, it just goes to like a, a point in time where where you see. How screwed up you are in what? in the face of everyone else's generosity. Right. Wow, this is hitting kind of close to home. I think we should we should turn the turn the page on this subject. So well, I've seen some tears shed here at our station that have seemed this way, and I just thought I'd bring yeah. it up in regard to the uh, yeah. to the leader of the house. Ah, <sighs> okay. Uh let's see. Well, that's that was okay. Okay. Did I can I say that again? Okay, so the the um Huh? The gavel. The gavel. He cried. He cried. Yeah, he likes his gavel. Good for him. It was an oversized gavel. Did you see that? It's a, like a polo mallet. It, it's compensating. Well, that was that's the joke. And I, yeah, that's if you saw joke. it, you know what I'm talking I did, about. I did. I, I saw one photo of him, and he and he, with I, his he gavel. Was yeah, I don't. And he was, he was, seemed uh, very happy. I don't like news and TV too much. Yeah, I. Um, they okay. don't go together very well. In in uh, economic news. Uh, it seems that the U.S. Census has revealed that there are now uh, a higher number of Americans living in poverty than had been previously known. The number now is approximately 48 million people who are living at or below the federal government's uh, mandate of what constitutes poverty in this mm-hmm. country, 48 million. And my point in bringing this up is that it, they're going to get upset somewhere down the line – I'm already upset. 48 million people living at was what is really, de- really, truly poor people in this country. Well, I, I just like to, you know, and I, I don't mean to be contrarian, but again, we bring up figures. Yeah. 
show me the people that are living in poverty and show me what this poverty line is. Okay. That's, that's all. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot of people living in poverty. And I think that's I, the greater I, point. And, and we, we do have, a, you know, we do have amazing abilities to collect statistics. Yeah. I would suggest maybe perhaps in getting rid of the department that studies these statistics and use that money to help out people in poverty. Mm-hmm. That, that might be a better use of those funds. And, and again, I'm, I'm not defending Republicans, but I think at, at, their, uh, at their best, that's what they're doing. That's what they're trying to do is, is, uh, uh, <laughs> is, is cut government waste. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I, and yeah. I'm, this isn't well, no, I, of, of okay. that even yeah. because there's, yeah. there's things, there's waste everywhere and some waste is just necessary to move along. But I, I do think there are, are statistics that are consistent over time that do demonstrate there is a, some structural issues in the country. Yeah. And I do think that poverty has been growing, I think, yeah. by all accounts. And it, it's not a stretch because you just the last couple of years with the economy cratering, housing cratering, everything else, employment statistics all point us in a direction of an expansion of the amount of people uh-huh. who are poor, whether it's 48 million or 45 or 60 million. It's a lot of people. And that the disparity between the richest and the poorest continues to grow. Yeah. Now, those are just troubling trends, whether yeah. we have the exact number or not. Okay. Yeah. No, and, see, and, and, yeah. yeah it, it's in, in, in treating the real cause here is exactly uh, yeah. to the point when you mentioned the disparity between the richest and the yeah. poorest. Yeah. That, you know, no, ma- no matter what the percentage is. Right. That disparity needs to be addressed quickly. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and uh, so th- that. Uh, <sighs> Do you care about this guy, this captain, Navy captain, who videotaped himself doing things in the shower with his with his subordinates? Does that, that you you know what I'm talking about? The commander of the USS Enterprise. His name was Spock, Captain. That's it wasn't Spock, no, wasn't it? Kirk? James T. Kirk was Kirk. the yeah the USS Enterprise Kirk was doing things with Captain Uhuru. Uhuru in the shower and wow. apparently filming it too, wow. which I think was probably inappropriate. Did the, did Uhuru know? <laughs> if Uhuru knew, well, I, I don't yeah, see that inappropriate. Yeah, yeah consensual yeah. videotaping. Yeah, or, sex or... with the green bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that, what? that was always the thing they said, that whenever they landed on a planet, Kirk ended up having sex with the green bitch. Can I say that? On, can I say bitch? Anyway, I did. So... Uh, they right. said that? On, I, I did say on it. Star Trek? I, they, I think that's... Well, to... that was kind of... Yeah, so Kirk's oh. going to have sex with the... With the green... Uh, with the green... All right, um... Jerry Brown, Jerry Brown here in America. Okay, next, right next here, in California. Jerry Brown. Uh, you know, I, I like Jerry. I want to see what happens. Me too. I really do think he he is at a point in time where he just doesn't care. I do too. And I, I think, think he's, exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting. I like this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's very interesting to watch someone who doesn't care have a position in politics. <laughs> exactly. Because he's going to say things which he already has yeah. that are going to be very controversial. And I'm I love it that he's gone after Prop 13. Yeah. Prop 13 is the one thing that's really destroyed the state of California. Yep. Uh, he recognized it back then. Yep. He's been, you know, run through the mill for decades because he saw it back then. Yeah, and it, it's so obvious. I'm, it, it's it's destroyed cities. Yeah, I and mean, school you, you districts. Yeah. And, uh... it, well, in, in just 
at the tax basis destroyed yeah. cities because you yeah. have people, say, on Wilshire Boulevard who have been there pre-1970 yeah. who are paying such low property taxes. Why would any other business want to move into an area like that when their neighbor, you know, and pay very high income, yeah. uh, high property taxes right. when their neighbor is paying practically nothing? Right. It throws the whole competitive nature of, of our system off yeah. and either 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 let's go socialist or let's repeal prop 13 well, the the state is a, is a reportedly in debt to the tune of 35 billion yeah. 38 28 it's somewhere in there right yeah. they repealed when Schwarzenegger ran on repealing the um the car tax yeah. which took away 5 to 6 billion dollars a year in revenue <laughs> he was in office for about 6 years five and a half, six 6 years yeah Let's see. Let's do the math. That's around thirty billion dollars in lost yeah. revenue, which is about what we're in. And debt. then he put the, the car tax back in. And then he put the car, and so, then and if we and if we even if we just gradually begin to up the rate on the prop yeah, thirteen. Yeah, I, I don't think I, when I said repeal, I don't I don't yeah. suggest that because that would be unfair to the people who have who have been living with this for so long. It's become part of their lives. But we got to gradually phase right. Prop thirteen out, and out. that's what Jerry Brown has in mind. And the thing about Prop thirteen, I remember at the time because I, it just cheesed me off too it was that sort of the harbinger of the reagan bs all the reaganite kind of anti-tax yeah. government's bad we've got a starve government mentality started to really kick in howard jarvis some cantankerous cranky guy whether it was a legitimate issue on some level okay i'll give you that that taxes and we need to figure out but this was just a ham-fisted destructive way of going about it and it's it is undermined the state we've been trying we've been dancing with the devil ever since and we finally yeah people who had no idea how to sustain a functioning 21st century capitalist society right we're we're doing this with the tax base right we're we're saying that we didn't need any government that we didn't need to fund programs when you do in order to keep that kind of system running right you almost want to say that government was doing too well because people took what it what it was for granted. We had a great uh, uh, educational system, primary, secondary, college, all of it. The whole we were doing well. The highway systems were being built. Things yeah. were going well. Yeah. And so these clowns came in and said, "Well, we've got to do something about this." We're not making enough money. We're doing not making it. so. Let's let's yeah. try and do this. And it, it's I put it akin, and maybe this is too far a stretch with uh, three strikes. It was one of those wildfire kind of things. People yeah. said, yeah, I want to reduce my taxes. And it caught on, boom, it was over with before you really knew what the ramifications would be. So, yeah. So, nice to see Jerry Brown yeah, in office. So nice uh, to you see know, the one thing he's going to do with Jerry Prop Brown. 13, the first thing he's moving into is to uh, uh, allow the local governments yes. Yes, to tax. Right. Uh, before they had to have some sort of state uh, benediction before yeah. they could do such <laughs> thing. Right. And now at least you can decide it on a local level, and I think that's fair. Yeah. It yeah. puts a little bit more pressure on uh, councilmen and mayors, which is good. Yeah, I'm, you, you, I, yeah, you want to have contact with the people who are governing you, this is a good way to do it. Jerry Brown is not like a crazy old guy. He's not like a John McCain. He is. He's. He's kind of a. Well, I think. I'm sorry, John. He's a crazy Jesuit. He's a crazy Jesuit, which means he's smart, crazy, crazy smart, smart crazy. Uh He. He's. uh, He understands that he needs to be a provocateur. He needs to do stuff that that other people wouldn't want to do or don't want to do, and have a political career ahead of them, and all that nonsense. In some sense, he's throwing his body into the gears of the machine. (laughs) Exactly right. And I, yeah, so let's let's salute Jerry Brown for for that one. I'm going to go to international stuff. Ooh. Okay, how about that? We've been talking about a lot of domestic. Uh, 
about 10,000 people died in Afghanistan. Oh, oh. oh. He doesn't. He likes to talk politics. He hates it when we start talking. And well, now, I'm sorry, but, you know, for Mahler right then, people are dying in Pakistan and Mahler goes off. Yeah. What? What? Read the story. Oh, sorry. yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, 10,000 people have died. More than 10,000 people died in Afghanistan. Yeah. Including thousands of civilians. And this is a number that is about 10 times higher than they had been telling uh, the, the, uh, that the Pentagon had been talking about. This came out of NATO. It didn't come from the Pentagon. And so it's very distressing. We're trying to win the hearts and minds of people in Afghanistan. Uh, and the, the kill rate is about 10 to 1 military over civilian. Uh-huh. Not good. Uh, this is one in Pakistan. And I'm not sure I understand the importance the dynamics of, of the yeah uh, the importance of this guy coming He's, together the governor yeah. the governor from um, his name is Sal- Salman Tazir mm-hmm. he was shot by a member of his own security detail he was the governor of Punjab Tazir was embroiled in controversy after he spoke out against the country's Islamic blasphemy law in November a Pakistani Christian woman was sentenced to death after being found guilty of defaming the Prophet Muhammad. Tazir spoke out against this law, and there was, and it was. He wrote, "I was under huge pressure to cow down before the rightest pressure on blasphemy. I refused, even if I'm the last man standing, I will stay the course." Basically, and he was shot by a member of his own security detail right. 29 times, uh, shot. And the, apparently, the guy who shot him had time to do a TV interview before he was actually arrested or brought in. Right. So. There's a lot of people who believe that this was one of those, they looked the other way while he was being shot 29 times by one of his own guards. So not a good development in Pakistan, and it may indicate that there is a increasing radicalization within the country, and it's not good for the United States if that's the case. Well, what, did, what did she say about Mohammed? She defamed him. I don't Remember know. Remember what she said. I know that there, it's yeah. against the law to proselytize Christianity in Pakistan. Well, I mean, I want to know how you uh, well, defame I, Muhammad. I, I, I don't want to even, <laughs> I don't even want to take the well, chance. Yeah. How's, how's that? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I, you know what? I mean, do you use a cuss word along with it, or do you say that do you maybe say he, he has you know, dirty shorts? Yeah. Or, I, I, you know what? He, he wears... He wears tennis sneakers. No, I I don't he know. He wears Adidas. He wears Adidas. Would that be defamatory? His him? mother I think wears it probably would. His mother wears army boots. I mean, that was always a classic when I was in grade school. That was that was your go-to insult when you're like six well, years I mean, old. Yeah, of course, because that would mean that you're living in poverty. Was that the? I always yeah, thought. I assumed it would mean that she was cloddish and. And, and attractive because she was wearing army boots. No, people were. You see, you, was, okay, okay. Well, you're telling me I didn't. I didn't know that. No, so. no. But I, you always assume. Well, I because it was a go-to. I didn't know at six years poor. old. I didn't know yeah, your mom wore you wore army boots. Yeah, okay, you went, you, yeah, okay. You got some used army boots. You put them on. Okay. Wow. I mean, it could have been your mom's barefooted. I'm really pissed. Yeah. Now that I know what it. Okay. I just thought they mentioned. I could, there, there is that kind of. Well, you know. You, I mean. Gay thing to it too. Oh yeah, there could be that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's kind of a it's an all purpose uh-huh. insult. See, yeah. it was really effective. Yeah. I had no idea. Mohammed wears army boots. Yeah, Mohammed's mother wears army boots. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, you know, and we couldn't live in uh, in Pakistan. No, I don't think we'd really we'd get out, the, out of the <laughs> we, building we at, at this point. In Pakistan. Uh, so, uh, there but for the grace of God. <laughs> okay, before there but for the grace of Muhammad, go go I. Yeah, there, I, think I love we, Muhammad. I think we I think we cleaned that up, don't you? Muhammad and I were like this. I think we cleaned yeah. it up. That's enough. 
Yeah. All right, leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Shiite, so you have to be careful, the Shiite cleric uh, Maktah al-Sadr yeah. has returned to his homeland of Iraq. Ending Ooh. nearly four years of self-imposed exile in Iran, Sadr is considered one of the most prominent Shiite critic of the U.S. invasion and occupation. He returns home when his political power is increasing. He recently helped Prime Minister Nori al-Maliki uh, cobbled together a new government, ending eight months of political deadlock. Supporters of Sadr now control at least eight different ministries in Maliki's new cabinet. That's a, now, how many ministries are there? Eight hundred. No, yeah, I don't I, know. You know I, I, yeah, well, I do, that's yeah, important. Yeah, it is an important yeah. fact, and that's right. So I, I don't know, yeah, but see, they don't put that in a news story. They, they should. They? This is yeah. an incomplete news story, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. St- how many ministries? I don't know. But it's still it could it's, be ten. It could be ten. It could be nine. Yeah, you know, it could, could be eight. It could be eight. Could be forty. But anyway, it, it's he. He apparently he left. He went to Iran to study. Apparently, there's levels of Shiite cleric levels you can get to iman and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Shah, not Shah, iman, and um, he was there to study. That's what he said. He that's the reason he left, mm-hmm. and also he didn't want to get shot. I think. Speaking of Iran. The um, the is there's a report coming out that the Israelis there's that the Iranian nuclear facilities and their program has been decimated by um, foul play and sabotage, uh-huh. probably on the part of the Israelis, and have set the uh, the program back. They're saying twenty to thirty years. Decimated. Decimated it. Well, do you remember the computer bug? Did you hear about that? The, yeah. That that uh, targeted just specifically this particular installation. Where they were, they had put together. Well, so it was an electronic decimation. Is that what? Well, we're they're saying. About? I guess what they're they're implying is that the uh, uh, that they have wrecked the infrastructure. Maybe needed. they were just using an old Dell computer or something. Could have been. It might have. Well, might have overheated. That those Commodore eight yeah. hundreds that they were running their yeah. program on were That's pro- what I'm probably not going to get it done. Um, in in more Iranian news. The uh, I just had this. What did I do with it? The um, the youngest. The we're, son- getting in, we're getting in trouble on this show. Man. I know. I really. We should we just stay everyone. away from the Middle East completely. Yeah. The son of the deposed Shah commits suicide, and I don't know if there should be a question mark next to that. But we're not I'll, sure if he committed suicide. Well, I'll, well, he's dead. He. The reason I say that is because uh-huh. uh, Ali Aliza Pahlavi, once second in line to the throne was found dead in a um in his in his home in Boston. Yeah. This is on the heels of the youngest the Shah's youngest daughter, uh mm-hmm. Layla Pahlavi, was found dead in a, ho- a London hotel in two thousand and one after an apparent drug overdose. Okay. So two of the family members of the Shah of Iran are now no longer with us. <laughs> That's just sounds like retribution to me. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Oh, see, yeah, he agrees. Yeah, there you go. Mueller <laughs> agrees. Wow, I think that's about it for the uh, this this particular fun house. Yeah, of news. Yeah. Well, wait, I have something. Oh here. my goodness, I have something. All here. right, and finally, and finally, Pennsylvania State Police agreed to stop issuing disorderly conduct citations to people who use profane language. So if you've said something foul, like 
Not even to a policeman, but just to anyone. At, where you, is this? You could get in Pennsylvania. Okay. And there were like 800 of these citations last year. Okay. So there were a lot of well, citations so for people yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who used profane language. And, it, and to me, this kind of ties into, uh, you know, the, uh, the... Your mother wears army boots? Yeah, your mother wears army boots yeah. type of thing. Uh, yeah. Not that the Prophet Muhammad's mother wears army boots. No, no. no. Or the Pennsylvania State Police, no, or, for or that the, matter. Yeah. The ACLU mm-hmm. sued the police in May of last year mm-hmm. on behalf of a woman ticketed for yelling... I can't say what You can't yelled, say it. But the word whole is, okay. is part of the... Two syllable word. Okay. Yeah. But, whole. By the way, I know for a fact yeah. that the mother of Muhammad does not wear army boots. Okay. So uh anyway, she she yelled bleep hole okay. at a motor cyclist who mm-hmm. swerved close to her. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, how many times have you done that? <laughs> I can't tell you how many <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah. And wish, she got ticketed for I wish this. I had yeah a dollar t- for every time that happened. Yeah. yeah. And then you could pay your ticket. Then I could pay that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Under the settlement, police officers will be told they can no longer ticket people who use profane words or gestures, even if they are directed at the officers. Does it say anything about whacking them with a nightstick? No. Oh, okay. But apparently, I just to make sure. okay. if, if you want to now in Pennsylvania, <laughs> you can drive by and call. Yeah, I. Um, you know yeah. what? You, I'm gonna. I I like Pennsylvania. Well, I got relatives. They're from from Pennsylvania, hey. so I'm gonna go there. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a blue mic when yeah. when he get when he yeah. <laughs> I'll be working the room blue that one. I'm sorry yeah well I was just gonna say that that next year of course he'll be passing the nightstick law you know, for, for, <laughs> yeah exactly forbidding forbidding them from, cops from hitting guys from California who, who are visiting the who state call them profane <laughs> call them, names. Call them names yeah all right they they're actually uh, uh, learning that that. Uh, Profanity isn't necessarily profane. Is, is, <laughs> well, I, I don't really get that. But nevertheless, All right. officers will receive mandatory training in free speech and will be told that obscene does not mean profanity, indecent speech, or gestures. <laughs>